Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Left off with, have you swept the Vision Valley with green streams streaking through it? And we talked about how the vision uh, really dictates what's next, what we do, where we go, who we become. It's never going to take you down the wrong road, and I think that that's what people really get worried about, that it, it's going to take them down some road that leads in disaster. And um, nothing can be further from the truth because you're really letting spirit guide you through life at this point, and your soul is in the driver's uh, seat, so to speak. So he goes on and he says, search the vastness for something you have lost. Um, This is an interesting sentence, search the vastness for a something you have lost. The vastness is like all these different rabbit holes that we can get pulled into. Um, There are so many contradictions uh, in life that lead us and make us stay very confused. And It's interesting when you think about it because people are searching all over the world to try to find um, the freedom of themselves, the freedom to be, do, and have what they want. They're searching for answers. And, uh, you know, a lot of literature you read, and what it basically tells you is that you know, the answer is inside yourself. But it really doesn't matter because we don't know how to find it because it's so damn vast in there. And it's very easy to get pulled into one of these rabbit holes, so to speak. So we go down these trails and we get lost and lost and lost and lost. And here he comes in with the next sentence and he says, Have you strung your soul to silence? then for God's sake, go and do it. Um, In other words, to to, to get to this, we have to learn to be quiet for a while. And that's so hard for individuals to be quiet um, because it's really calming the inner noise that is, the, you know, the shame, the guilt, the roles, everything. And getting all of that to be very quiet for a period of time so that we can hear the truth in us. Because he, with the end of the sentence, he says, then for God's sake, go and do it, right? The next sentence says everything. Hear the challenge, Learn the lesson, pay the cost. So the whole first part of this is really a challenge to you, right? So let me go over the first part again. He says, have you gazed on the naked grandeur where there's nothing else to gaze on? Set pieces and drop curtain scenes galore. 
Big mountains heave to heaven, which the blinding sunsets blazon. Black canyons where rapids rip and roar. Have you swept the vision valley with the green stream streaking through it? Search the vastness for a something you have lost. Have you strung your soul to silence? Then for God's sake, go and do it. Hear the challenge, learn the lesson, pay the cost. So the challenge is truth. The challenge is responsibility. Can you be responsible for yourself? Can you accept that responsibility of being who you were put here to be? Can you live and say the truth, or you, do you constantly need to conform your own thinking and desires um, to that of others? Can you step into your no, your perfect no, and uh, be truthful about your yes? The, if you can do that, you can learn the lesson. Now, then he says, pay the cost. He ends off that stanza, so to speak, with pay the cost. And the cost is giving up um, the, the security, right? It is, it is uh, letting it go and stepping into uncertainty. I started off with this quote by Chef Francis Mullman. He says, you don't grow on a secure path. All of us should conquer something in life. It needs a lot of work, and it needs a lot of risk. In order to grow and improve, you have to be there on the, at the edge of uncertainty. And um, when I worked with my mentor, he used to say a couple of things to me around this that I thought were very important. One was... Um, he said that uh, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room. And the other one uh, was that you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, I think that we become comfortable being uncomfortable by understanding some really great truths uh, about this poem that is a direct reflection of our life. And that is that your soul and your spirit are always looking to take you in the right direction, not the wrong direction. We have to be quiet to hear it. And it is absolutely a fantastic experience if you're willing to pay the cost. And the cost is simply that you have to uh, remove the idea of what makes you completely 100% certain and feeling secure in your life. Uh, for most people, that is other people. Um, we do more for other people and care more about what other people think about us than we care about what we think about us. And the only thing that should be important to you as far as you, know, you are concerned is what you think about you not what other people think about you. Okay, let's go on. Have you wandered in the wilderness, the sagebrush desolation, the bunch grass levels where cattle graze? Have you wandered in the wilderness? Have you 
let yourself uh, go without a specific guide or a specific um, destination ahead of time, giving up the security of that idea, and experienced, allow yourself to experience the desolation of it. Have you wandered in, a, in the wilderness the sagebrush desolation? The desolation terrifies people because in a, in a very real way, we're facing what it's like to be alone. Now, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Um, being lonely is, you know, really this whole idea that uh, nobody wants to be around us, we're a victim, I'm unlovable, I'm not worthy. All of that stuff comes into that, and I'm really not going to get into that. There's, there's not a, a much of a point to it to, other than to understand that we would rather have around us the people that we don't want to be around um, versus wandering through this wilderness of desolation for a period of time to find ourselves, but then the payoff is that we get to surround ourselves with people that we love and who love us. And, it, you know, really experience the, the, the truth of that, okay? He says, have you whistled bits of ragtime at the end of all creation and learned to know the desert's little ways? So, have you whistled bits of ragtime at the end of all creation, right? I mean, how much fun is that? Um, you know, anywhere you go... Bringing, bringing that mystery, that excitement, the joy uh, to every area of every corner of your life and then every corner of life itself. You know, be an explorer of life and learn to know the desert's little ways, right? Spending time with the beauty of small things, right? Whether it's an animal or a child or a garden or cooking something, um, you know, in, in maybe it's just focusing on one person in your life for a short period of time and letting them know how much they mean to you or how much you appreciate them. It is really about an appreciation for the small things and how there is a grandeur and a beauty and a romance even in the little things of life. Have you camped upon the foothills? Have you galloped over ranges? Have you roamed the arid sunlands through and through? And, you know, he, it's a question. Have you roamed the arid sunlands through and through? Um, I think that that, you know, one of the things that that indicates to me is that you're paying attention to life. Um, you're seeing the freedom and the romance in everything. I think it's the, the, one of the easiest places, obviously, to start doing that is in nature itself because there's, there's so much mystery 
and excitement in nature, right? And it's always changing. Um, if you just look at how it changes throughout one day, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty darn amazing, let alone, you know, all of the different seasons and the beauty that each one of them brings and the drama that each one of them brings. Um, but the mystery is, is fascinating because you know that there is a purpose, a real purpose, not something made up in somebody's mind, uh, not what, um, you know, uh, people that are, are really concerned about uh, nature disappearing are focused on, but a, a, a purpose and a beauty that brings, I would say, a, a, um, a richness and a trueness to the mystery in our mind about why we're actually here. And that's very important. Um, have you chummed up with the Mesa? Do you, do you know its moods and changes? So, you know, here he's talking about relationship, right? Have you, uh, have you, have you are you coming into relationship with life? He said, then listen to the wild. It's calling you. So, you know, basically, it's interesting that all of these are, are written uh, as questions. And in other words, if you haven't done this, he says, listen to the wild. It's calling you. The wild is within. It's inside of us. It's calling us to express on the outside. He says, have you known the great white silence? not a snow-gemmed twig a quiver, right? So think about when, if you've ever experienced a big snowfall and you go out in the middle of the night after the snow has stopped um, or you wake up in the morning and you walk out there and it is uh, quiet in a beautiful way, right? It is so quiet. There is a peacefulness to it that you don't experience, you know, at any, at any other time because it's just everything is still, nothing's moving, um, and, of course, all the snow is just, su you know, sucking up every single sound that's out there. So it is, it is, it is just quiet in a very beautiful way. But then after that, um, if you were to look at the poem, he has a sentence, and I think it's the only, oh, no, it's not the only one. There's another one. Um, there's a sentence in, in parentheses, and it says, eternal truths that shame are soothing lies. And this, I think, is a fascinating sentence. All of these things are eternal truths about life. And he's saying that these truths are so big, they're so true, they're so free, they shame our soothing lies. What are the lies? The lies are the roles, the lies are the stories, the lies are the reasons why we can't be, do, or have something. And when you put both of these things, if you hold them up together, um, this beautiful idea that he's setting about life, and you hold it up to the, the lies that we tell ourselves 
to soothe in a way where it brings cert- it brings a certainty to us or a safety, but it's a that's a lie. Also, that's not true either. Um, that you know, it the shame is really in the lie. You know, I mean, it, it is it, it is well, yeah, it's created out of shame, but it's also like a shameful thing because it totally robs us of the freedom that we want in our life. He goes on to say, have you broken trail on snowshoes? Gone out regardless, right? Doesn't matter what the weather is, I'm getting out there. Mushed huskies up the river. Dared the unknown, led the way, and clutched the prize, right? So here again, he brings in the uncertainty, he brings the the risk, um, and then he says, led the way. And there's only one person that can be the leader of your vision, and that's you. We all have a vision. And I think one of the things that's interesting about our vision is that our vision is always part of somebody else's vision in some way. It has to be, because we're all... We're all in a world where we're benefiting each other. So the vision has to involve other people. That is difficult for someone to grasp if they have not actually stepped out and and done um, what Mr. Service is talking about in this poem. Because you have to let go of individuals in your life that are either toxic or no longer serving you, if you're actually um, going to experience the, the idea of bringing in individuals into your life that are in harmony with you, um, that are part of your vision, and... Everybody wants to get to some place together, but within their own individual vision and their own individual passion. Nothing is taking away from someone else, right? So there's a lot in this, as you can, as you can see. He says, um, have you marked the map's void spaces, mingled with the mongrel races, uh, felt the savage strength of brute in every through, and through grim as hell the worst is, can you round it off with curses? In other words, basically saying, whatever the worst is, can you just look at it, look at it straight in the eye and say, fuck off. Um, I'm going this way anyway. And first, be true to yourself uh, before anything else. He said, then he says again, then hearken to the wild, it's wanting you. It's wanting you. I remember reading in um, Wallace Waddle's book, The Science of Getting Rich, he said something in there that made me pause and, and just sit and think about this for a moment. He said, the universe wants you to be rich more than you want to be rich. And I thought, wow, you know, there is a, there's a really powerful truth in that because 
we come from an idea of more life, of contribution, of purpose. We all have a purpose. And if we have a purpose, then that means that whatever it is that created us for that purpose also created everything that we need for the fulfillment of that purpose. And yet most people are standing around going, I can't do this because I don't have that. They always need something before they can do something. And they have it completely backwards, right? Here, a different author is basically saying the same thing. Hearken to the wild. The wild is that inner voice on the, on, on the inside, in our desire, that is saying, be, do, or have this. And then he is saying those specific words. It's wanting you, right? It wants you as much as you want it. Again, another great truth. He says, have you suffered, starved, and triumphed, groveled down, yet grasped at glory? So the, the suffered, starved, and triumphed, groveled down, is all about what every person goes through in their own uh, suffering of letting go of the false self in order to step into the true self. There is, it's a rebirth, right? When a little baby is born, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of fluids, there's a lot of stretching and tearing going on, and yet here you have this beautiful, brand new little baby that is ready to go out and start exploring its world. That's the glory, right? Whenever we are going to really go into a recreation or a rebirth of ourselves, we're going to go through the suffering that he's talking about here because it is the pain of letting go of the old self and all of the garbage that goes with it. But the pain comes from how we were attached to it to begin with, okay? Then he says, grow bigger in the bigness of the whole. Grow bigger in the bigness of the whole. Well, God created everything as a whole, not as, not as a fraction or a portion or partial. Everything is as a whole. So we're growing bigger in the bigness of that whole. But you'll never be big enough to fill it up completely because it's ever-expanding, right? So he's talking about abundance here, that, that you're, you are really coming at growth from an abundant perspective, and you are stepping into the bigness of that abundance, which is enormous, right? And it's still part of the whole. It's not separate. It hasn't depleted it. Nothing's lost there. So that is, I mean, what is in that one sentence is huge. Next, he says, done things just for the doing, letting babblers tell their story, right? So how many things do you fantasize about doing in your life, and you won't do it because you're worried about what other people think? He's saying here, to do it and let them say whatever they're going to say because they're going to say it anyway. So 
just go do it. Seeing through the nice veneer, the naked soul, right? So nice being a veneer, it's a false self, right? And really seeing the, tr- the trueness of who you are and not putting up a, a, a nice front all the time, um, but really being honest about how you're feeling in, in any given moment, right? We're not always feeling nice. We're not always feeling kind about something. Um, not approaching everything from a nice perspective, but from an honest perspective. So again, he's bringing truth here. Have you seen God in his splendors, heard the text that nature renders? Seeing God in his splendors, again, is the truth, it is the grandeur, it is the romance. Heard the text that nature renders, which is freedom. That's the message that it is saying. Nature is free, be free. The next sentence, though, says is in parentheses, and he says this. You'll never hear it in the family pew. Because the family pew is always talking about staying in the family. Um, not leaving, not stepping out, not breaking away from mom and dad, not breaking away from the family traditions, not letting the neighbors see you be something different than we taught you to be. So he's, he's starting to go in to a reflection of there'll be, there'll be a consequence here and you're never going to hear the truth from the, the, the people that set you up in the lie, okay? The simple things, the true things, the silent men who do things. Um, what's important about this sentence is this. Freedom, the truth, and living life from a perspective of romance is simple. It is true And these are people that are not talking about doing it, but they're doing it. The silent men who do things are not talkers, they're doers. They're living it. You hear hear all kinds of people, especially today, talking about a a lot of truth that they're not living, especially when it comes to people talking about the law of attraction, spiritual growth, um, uh, being sexually free, being financially free, all this stuff, and they talk about it, they're teaching about it, but they're not actually living it, okay? Um, it's 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 the look for people who are living it. Those are the ones that you want to be around. He says, then listen to the wild. It's calling you because... All of those things, again, are being called from the inside outward. Here he goes back into talking about what our parents and society has placed us in. He said, they, meaning parents, society, you know, um, uh, if you have not changed the people in your life, those are the they. They have cradled you in custom. They have primed you with their preaching. In other words, you're prepared for the life that they think you should live. They have soaked you in convention through and through. So it's like we're riddled with uh, not being free. 
We're riddled with being responsible for other people. We're riddled with the idea that we can't live a life of passion and romance. Um, it's got to be suffering and responsibility and nose to the grindstone and um, complaining and fear and lack and worry. They have put you in a showcase. You're a credit to their teaching. In other words, you are just a model representation of whatever it is that they taught, and you could walk down any street in the world and basically see a million other people doing the same things. He said, but can't, even though all of that has happened, can't you hear the wild? It's calling you. In other words, even though with all that crap, there's still a piece of you that is going, yes, I want to be this, do this, and have this in my life. I want to be true. I want to be free. I want to say what is true. Let us probe the silent places. Let us seek what luck betides us. In other words, if we go back into the silent place, the true place, right, then we're going to see what the universe has for us because it's going to start showing up and it's going to start showing up immediately. He's, so then he moves right into the closing, which is also the action step. Let us journey to a lonely land I know. Let us journey to a lonely land I know. He's saying that you have, to, you have to do it alone, but you can't do it by yourself. Okay? So it's lonely from that perspective because it's an inner journey that has an outer result. He said, there's a whisper on the night wind. There's a star agleam to guide us. What is that? It's spirit. There's a whisper on the night wind, right? Spirit's calling you. The universe is calling you. And then he says, and the wild is calling, calling. And then he pauses and he says, let us go. So it is, at this point, it is no more that we're going to stay where we are. We're going to drop it and we're going to go. So I'm going to read this one time right through, and then we will end um, this. Again, this is part two, uh, Freedom and Romance, The Call of the Wild. Have you glazed on naked grandeur where there's nothing else to gaze on? Set pieces and drop curtain scenes galore. Big mountains heave to heaven, which the blinding sunsets blazon. Black canyons where the rapids rip and roar. Have you swept the Vision Valley with the green stream streaking through it? Search the vastness for a something you have lost. Have you strung your soul to silence? Then for God's sake, go and do it. Hear the challenge, learn the lesson, pay the cost. Have you wandered in the wilderness, the sagebrush desolation, the bunch grass levels where the cattle graze? Have you whistled bits of ragtime at the end of all creation? and learn to know the desert's little ways? Have you camped upon the foothills? Have you galloped over ranges? Have you roamed the arid sunlands through and through? Have you chummed up with the mesa? Do you know its moods and changes? Then listen to the wild. It's calling you. 
Have you known the great white silence, not a snow gem twig or quiver, eternal truths that shame the, our soothing lies? Have you broken trail on snowshoes, mushed your huskies up the river, dared the unknown, led the way, and clutched the prize? Have you marked the map's void spaces, mingled with the mongrel races, felt the savage strength of brute in every through? And through grim as hell the worst is, can you round it off with curses, then hearken to the wild, it's wanting you. Have you suffered, starved, and triumphed, groveled down, yet grasped at glory, grown bigger in the bigness of the whole, done things just for the doing, letting babblers tell the story, seeing through the nice veneer the naked soul? Have you seen God in his splendors, heard the text that nature renders, You'll never hear it in the family pew. The simple things, the true things, the silent men who do things, then listen to the wild, it's calling you. They have cradled you in custom, they have primed you with their preaching. They have soaked you in convention through and through. They have put you in a showcase, you're a credit to their teaching. But can't you hear the wild, it's calling you. Let us probe the silent places, let us seek what luck betides us. Let us journey to a lonely land I know. There's a whisper on the night wind. There's a star agleam to guide us. And the wild is calling, calling. Let us go. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.